This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. You're listening to Boring is Bad for Business. As a brand studio, we've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness. With this show, we want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm Suji. And I'm Joel. Hope you enjoy the episode. Now let's get into it. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognise their continued connection to the land, waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. In this episode of Boring is Bad for Business, I'd really like to open up the conversation about mental health and how I see that mental health and, and brand are ultimately one of, one of the same. Yeah. juicy headline. Absolutely. Well, you know, I started writing a blog article ultimately talking about my mental health and, and the struggles that, that I experience within my headspace and how that collates across into my creative work. And then I was like, you know, does this actually fit into the, to the podcast? And obviously the topic of this podcast is boring is bad for business, where we ultimately are giving business leaders and, and marketing managers tips and tricks on how to improve their, their brand and make a non-boring brand. And I was like, well, if our mental health you know, isn't a part of that conversation, that's pretty crazy. Like obviously where you know, everything comes back to an individual, I believe a brand comes back to the individuals within, within the organization. And obviously the mental health of those individuals is, is so important. So yeah, I just want to take the opportunity for, for this podcast just to really open it up, I guess, get a little real and yeah, have some honest conversations of the mental health battles that I think we all deal, are dealing with. Um, it's really cool to see that these conversations are happening more and more and more. And yeah, since you know we've started the Good Studio, it's been a big priority for for both of us to to build a culture, build a brand where we're all you know quite comfortable to be be a part of, be able to share when we are having a, a rough day because it it does happen. And yeah, really trying to figure out that that work life balance. Like I think it's a bit of a buzzword, obviously work work life balance or a buzz buzz phrase. But I think that's ultimately you know what we're all striving for to be able to have a place that we can work and, and really enjoy being there, then also prioritize, you know, home time, time with friends, recreation activities, exercise, like there's so many things to juggle. So yeah, I, I kind of want to throw it across to you pretty early in the piece and, you know, get your thoughts on, on this topic. I love it. I had like six thoughts and I wish I had a piece of paper to write them down. Uh, the first one was, I really, your headline was quite interesting and exciting, like the mental health and brand are related. I didn't get it as soon as it came out of your mouth. But as you started speaking, I really understood that because I think branding, and there's a big, another buzzword in branding, is about showing up mm. as an authentic brand. <laughs> we are authentic. We are real. We are human. And your mental health as a human and as an individual is part of who you are. So if you can't bring that to your work experience and you, your, you, you can't bring that with you to work, you can't bring your mental health highs and lows or whatever it is, then you actually aren't showing up authentically. So I think any brand who puts out there in their brand values that they are authentic, they are real, they are human, needs to be comfortable with having these conversations that are typically historically have not been brought up in a business context. Yeah, that's it's definitely something that we're we're both quite passionate about. And I think it's because, um, you know, not speaking for you and your mental health, but I know I struggle with with certain days and yeah, I really need to put things in place to be able to turn up and, and be my best leader, business owner, and ultimately creative. Like if I'm not focusing on that day in, day out, 
the wheels start to fall off the cart. I think you've probably seen it a couple times. But yeah, having a, a business partner that's supportive of those conversations, you know, you've pulled me aside during a meeting and kind of just been like, like, what's going on like maybe not in those I could probably do it more nicely and kindly <laughs> yeah yeah probably you're able to read the room quite well but yeah that's you know so great to be a, a part of and I yeah I think not all businesses leaders definitely you know some people don't have these struggles so it's probably quite difficult for them to see the struggles within within people within their organization that are going through that um, so I guess if you're one of those people that are like what are you talking about like why do you think mental health is so important you know, you're probably one of the, the fortunate individuals that don't have these There was somebody we listened struggles. to on a podcast, wasn't there? And they said that they couldn't actually relate to it. I'm mm. trying to think it was... Two, two Bobs. Two Bobs, yeah, yeah. There was one of the um, co-hosts of Two Bobs said, like, I fortunately have not... Exactly what he said, have not got that. So it was hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are somebody who is listening to this, sit in this and here because, yeah, I've also had mental health kind of struggles and challenges... And that was, it was happening around the same time. My biggest challenges were happening around the same time that we were starting the business. So it was very, I think one of our initial values were make a workspace where mental health is a priority. Mm -hmm. You've just reminded me of that. We don't even really talk about it anymore. It's kind of, yeah, just into a little bit more integrated. Yeah. I think it's one of those values that, you know, I don't think it's on the wall. No. No, but it's definitely something I, I think about every morning. Like the other, the other morning I was driving to work and, um, you know, I've almost got a two-year-old. Like, I was up four this morning. Like, sleep isn't a thing in the Harris household at the moment. But, yeah, I was driving to work in sort of a bit of a rut. But I realized, like, as soon as I walk into the studio, I have to be, you know, I have to be a leader. I have to be someone who has a positive mindset. You know, I can be real with the team of, like, yeah, I'm, I'm having a bit of a, a shit day. But I don't want to walk into the, the space and start projecting that on the, to individuals because, yeah, like one, you don't want to bring someone down with you. And two, you know, the work starts to suffer. The culture starts to suffer. The relationships with customers and employees starts to suffer. And I think, you know, that's why I think this fits so well into the, the topic is because, you know, if that starts to happen from one individual, it affects everything. It affects, yeah, everything I just mentioned, but, you know, that's all part of your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And then just making this real and for our organization, like, a, we need to put that value up on the wall that mental health is mm-hmm. a priority. It's a great value that you can live easily. Everybody does have bad days. Everybody does face adversity. Mm-hmm. And part of how I think we make that value real in our workplace is that it's pretty much unsaid. If you are having one of those tough days, just go home. Yeah. Like don't, there's no, even if there is a deadline, it can be moved. It doesn't like mental health is that priority because we know that, as you said, once that's healthy and that's being prioritized and looked after the other stuff comes yeah i think as well especially with a creative creative job like i get in spots where i get stressed and then i'm like okay i've got three three hours to literally do creative thinking and it's like that i got stress i got so many things going on I'm, i'm tired i'm exhausted yeah to to be able to then just like switch on some creativity and some come up think. with some really good ideas that are inspiring yeah, and positive yeah just talk about stressing yourself out and just building more and more roadblocks so um you know one one thing you just touched on is is really focusing on that work-life balance like if we have young families both of us so you know we try and get out of the door at four five o'clock like four o'clock try and get to the gym before going home and and, and dealing with um you know the family but yeah, just focusing on that and, and trying to build a balance in where it's not, you know, wake up at six, straight on the laptop, 
hustle the whole way through, have dinner over your laptop, and you know it, it's just not a healthy way to to conduct business. Um, and I I used to be like that. I used to have a never ending list of of things to do, and yeah, I was always wondering like I'm working twelve hour days why am i not succeeding and it's like dude because you're like you're constantly burnt out Mm. you're not prioritizing that home time that play rest and play yeah both so important yeah and as soon as your sleep starts to go i've noticed um yeah everything starts to fall off as well so yeah you know it's called work-life balance for a reason i think you know it is a bit of a a buzzword maybe a little bit of a, a a utopia i think it kind of is a little bit more integrated but yeah, just trying to have a, a, a bit of a separation between between the two. Yeah, I really like acknowledging too that the workplace isn't everybody's entire life. Uh-huh. So, you know, I acknowledge that, that it's just a part of your life yeah. um, and vice versa for me. Even being a business owner is just a part of my life and the same applies for other people who come and join the team. So there's obviously goals and things that we need to hit in the business and timelines. There's a little bit of flexibility there in yep. times of challenges. But overall, it's like to have a proper work-life balance or a work-life integration. I think we all need to start with the basics and acknowledge that this isn't our whole existence. And what are those other parts of ourselves that make us happy? Yeah, it's, like, it's really funny that you say that because that's your approach. And I understand that that's a lot of people's approach. I wouldn't generally say that that's my approach. Like I wear the good studio on my sleeve. Like it's always been a part of me. You know, I walk around town and I'm like, I'm representing the good studio. Joel and the good studio I see is ultimately the same thing, which, which I don't know is healthy, but I see I get the best creativity and the best work done when I'm ultimately obsessing over a job. And like when I work with, with junior designers and I kind of explain that approach, I realize that, that's my approach. It's probably not the most healthy approach, but... Does it work for you? Do you it does work it, for okay. me. Okay, so yeah. it has more pros for you than it does cons. To a certain point, like we're at, we're at a stage at the moment where, you know, we talked about it earlier in the week where, you know, the, the work rate at the moment isn't sustainable. Like we've got crazy to-do lists. We've got, you know, a, a time, time frame of when things need to get done. Um, and we're putting, you know, heavy expectations on ourselves. And as well, like... Things at home, like we're, we're not we're not sleeping. It's kind of all sort of b- bottlenecking in. But I realize that, you know, in two weeks, we're going to be out the other side of it. Um, I can grip my teeth for the next two weeks, push through, um, and then, yeah, then reward myself after that. So, so important yeah. that you just said, because I think you will have busy periods in business. You will mm. have busy periods in building your brand. And that's where we are at now, as you said. But you have to put an end to that busyness. It's not sustainable. If you don't put it in with intent by yourself and say that's when this busyness period stops and we've cleared some space, your body will make that happen for you. It'll be sickness, burnout, and just be proactive about it. Like there is no, there shouldn't be any shame around taking three days off at the end of this busy period for us or a holiday, a day, an afternoon of whatever it is. There needs to be that reward at the end to recover and rest and then rejuvenate for the next, you know, whatever, whatever the next season is. And yeah, something that we're trying to get better at as well is like celebrate those wins. So yeah. you get to the end of a project, you hand it over and then you're usually like, okay, we've got three other projects that we, we got to onboard and we've got to get going because you know, we've just finished that one where we need to focus more on like, hey, that was, that was really good work. Like we all set out, we completed a goal, we handed it over, the client stoked. Let's celebrate that win. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy that moment. Reset. And, and go again. And yeah, it could be like, like you just suggested, you know, a, an afternoon off for everyone where, you know, you all go to the beach or, 
you know, everyone goes and sort of does whatever they, they need to do. But yeah, celebrate those wins because if you're not celebrating them, it's like sort of what's, what's the point really? Yeah, Ignore, a bit of gratitude goes a really long way for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then another thing I, I, I realise that, that helps a lot is just putting that time for, for inspiration. So especially with a, with a creative job where we're trying to come up with, with new ideas is, is step away from the work and you know, it could be go, go to a museum or, or just literally go for a walk in a park that you've never been been before and and just open your mind up to you know different experiences so i've mentioned it before but it could be you know signing up for a, for a touch team and, and going going playing touch if you know that isn't usually your, your jam or speaking from experience yeah yeah i'm still <laughs> sore or yeah or, or like go doing pottery like just something that's really different from the the nine to five of you know sitting at the desk um sitting at your notepad and sort of sketching out it's it, it just changes it up a little bit and i see that that's one, really good for your mental health, but then also really good for those, um, you know, creative juices to, to flow. Definitely. It forms new pathways in your brain of experiences that you're not used to because our brains get used to operating in the same same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they join connections to make it easy. You know, the brain joins connections within your brain, neural pathways to make it easier to do your job. So if you drive the same way to work every day, you, you pretty much go on autopilot. You probably can't even remember what you saw on the mm-hmm. way or how many red lights you stopped at. Or didn't stop at. Well, yeah, yeah well, that too. Uh, but if you take a new path to work, you're experiencing things again and you're more aware and you're seeing opportunities. It's simple things like that or going, I love going to like down to Brisbane every now and then, like somewhere that we don't go often. TDC is fantastic. The design conference yep. every year. I think we walk, all walk away from that saying how inspired we feel. And I think a big part of that is just that a change of scenery and a change of energy and dynamics and relationships. Yes, especially when we're, you know, talking to the same people every day, like obviously new clients come come in and out, but you know that core group of friends that core business group family group is is generally quite the same so so get out and and meet new people and have new conversations yeah i think it it's fantastic for your brain and then ultimately fantastic for for the work that you're you're trying to produce another thing that I, i i kept getting caught up on and yes this is a therapy session yeah podcasting is way cheaper than therapy but you all have to listen to my i'm glad you are saying this because i was i was like (laughs) we talk about mental health and i think you can't talk about mental health unless you really share be honest about it so i was hoping that maybe we'd get to something juicy that we can both be quite vulnerable with because i do see that if you want to change how mental health is perceived or people who are facing challenges are perceived then we need to be vulnerable yeah and again we've touched on it before but like everyone everyone's dealing with it and it's only now that people are feeling comfortable to to talk about it you know imposter syndrome we all we all feel it like you mentioned tdc before like we went to that talk and you talk to people who are on you know big stages run big agencies have this amazing list of credentials and they're like yeah that was absolutely terrifying and you know they start to let you know all this information about their their mental health and the struggles that they have and you're like oh man like i feel exactly the same so um, I think being open and us being open hopefully allows other people to sort of be open and, and, and be able to share it. Because I think once you share it, everyone's a part of the, the same ride and the same So the same what have journey. you got to share? Oh, geez, really put <laughs> me on the go- spot. What, where were you going with that before I interrupted? Yeah, like, like I said, like I, I, I have my, my good days and I have my bad days. And I guess sometimes there's no real rhyme or reason of, of why you're having a shitty day. Yeah, like I, I think I said to you earlier in the week, like, I was having, I was super stressed out. Like just the to-do list was, was growing, you know, some really cool jobs coming, 
coming through that was yeah getting me really excited but then just like a never-ending list of, of of projects that we had to get out and it was it was really just stressing me out and then I got eight hours of sleep and that next morning I like drove into work it was rainy and overcast but I was like how beautiful is this weather <laughs> like yeah just you know a, a good night's sleep made made a massive a massive difference to to that week um you know sometimes that's not enough where I need a you know, ultimately take a day off, take a mental health day and be comfortable to go like, hey, I, I need to step out. But then as well, like d- doing things, you know, have, have a therapist that I'm, that I'm comfortable to go, go talk to and um, share things that I'm definitely not going to share on this podcast. But yeah, you know, I've got those up my sleeve. So, you know, if shit is rough, um, I'm having those, those really, really dark days, I can just book that in. I can go do that, have my hour conversation. You know, anyone who, who's sort of been into therapy knows just how amazing it is just to, to open up and just talk for an hour and just, and just share. But yeah, for me, it's like I don't drink anymore because, you know, that was a thing that I, I definitely felt that was holding me back. I was using it as a vice. Now we're really getting into it. You know, I used it to ultimately separate myself from reality. You know, stresses would get up. We're from a culture where, you know, it's fine to have six beers at night and that's ultimately what I was doing. And it was, it was allowing me to, to turn off from the busy day, put my brain to sleep while ultimately still being awake. And yeah, I just realized that that wasn't a healthy way to deal with that stress. Mm. And then <clears throat> it would bottle up more and more and more. Um, and then I would have these moments where it was just like heavy, heavy depression um, where now I've removed that for, from my life. It's made me face those demons i guess you could say or just yeah build better and healthier coping mechanisms whether it yeah is go go talk to someone go to the gym go for a surf or or just go for a walk in the park like that's a lot better um and then my relationships from that have become better businesses become better the overall brand i ultimately believe has become better because yeah like we're we're driving this ship and if we're drunk at the wheel um (laughs) yeah we're gonna hit ground pretty quickly yeah, you powered through that. There was so much. Like, I think yeah, I didn't stop didn't and think stop. about it's it. It's so great for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, like, first of all, I think you step, what I was picking up is when you, you first started, like, some of your – and I love demystifying what mental health is because yeah. people often categorise it as it's an illness or it's a sickness mm-hmm. or you're unhealthy. And I, I don't really believe that that's what it is because I think as soon as you say that's mental illness or mental health, it kind of it gives people an, an opportunity to be like, oh, well, I'm not unwell, so – I don't have any mental health issues mm-hmm. and kind of a probably maybe even avoid their own struggles of just being a human or not be able to connect with people when they are in a, a state of challenge. And I think well, from what you were saying that mental health, correct me if I am wrong, but mental health day to day at the good studio as a business owner probably looks like when stress starts to build up, it has a spiraling effect and mm. then it really affects your mood. And it's as simple, it's, that's huge, but that's very simple. And I think that a lot of people can probably relate to the way that stress has an impact on their day-to-day life. Yeah, it's funny, as you're saying that, this is a therapy session for me because I'm starting to connect dots. But we talked about it earlier of like how I wear the, the business on my, on my sleeve per se. And I guess, you know, when things start to not go as perfectly as I planned for, for the good studio, I, I wear that. I obviously wear the highs and I obviously wear the mm. lows. And I guess, yeah, that's probably a negative side of that, that relationship. Something that I do feel like I'm, I'm working on a little bit more, especially bringing you into the business of letting go of things, which, you know, scares the shit out of me. But every time I let go a little bit more, I'm like, 
oh, like, Suji's got that. She does a better job at that than, than I ever have and opens me up and ultimately makes me, me more happy and, yeah, allowed to, to sort of focus on other things. Yeah, and I love the other thing of when I feel like I've got, I've, you know, put things in place to prioritise my mental health, my stress, mm. my headspace. I loved when you said it's headspace because I think that's what it is when I prioritise my headspace or my emotional well-being. I feel lighter. Yeah, for sure. And that's, again, just simplifying and demystifying what mental health is to me. That's, what, that's how I kind of come to look at it now that I'm not in like a bit of a crisis mode, yeah, which I have sure. been, like this is more maintenance mode. <laughs> and I think it's just awareness. Like you talk to some people, even when some people are like, you have a cold, you say to someone, you have a cold, and they're like, no, I don't. And you're like, I can tell that you have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, I don't. And you're like, all right, mate. Like, and I think it's the same with, with mental health and headspaces. Like you can generally pick it up. Not always, but sometimes you can, you can pick it up on someone and you're just like, hey, like, do you want to talk about it? And, you know, they well, might... You seem stressed out or... Yeah, they might just not have the self-awareness yet or, or want to talk to you about it, which is completely fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I think as a business leader, just being aware that, you know, people do have shit days. Definitely. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to touch on is your story not drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's another one that probably you could talk a whole podcast on. A, I think it's really remarkable to acknowledge that in mm-hmm. yourself as, despite what our culture says and you've been doing it now for over 18 months is that right yeah close to two close years to two years yeah. yeah huge so just wanted to really acknowledge it I think you touched on it yeah enough it's funny like when I was drinking um we had the co-working space and yeah it was funny like we'd go out for lunch and I'd order a beer and then everyone else would order a beer and then we'd all sit there all afternoon like you know four or five of us and <clears throat> drink all afternoon and, and have a good time and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but then I realised once I said no to a beer, everyone said no to a beer and then everyone went back to work. And it's, it's quite funny, I think, within a leadership position or even maybe a, a position of influence, how you just going like, no, like I'm, I'm good, can give people confidence to ultimately be like, no, like I'm, I'm good as well. So um, I guess that sort of ties back into us talking about mental health and, and hopefully this opens more conversations to, to people within their organisation to have these conversations and in turn, tying it back into the topic, you know, build, build better businesses, better cultures, better brands. Definitely. Did you know that Are You OK Day is coming up as well in September? Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's, well, there you go. It's timely. So I think that as this podcast goes to air, we'll continue to have more conversations and it's a fantastic initiative to have. Uh, I do sort of feel like it, it pops up every year and it goes really wide and far yeah but then the conversation does slip off the radar yeah definitely and i think yeah i always see you know there's a couple of people on that i follow on socials that you know stand up and, and and talk about it you know monthly and i think it's really refreshing to see yeah people that you aspire to being confident and being brave because like even this this podcast like i find quite uncomfortable talking about it these is. things to a larger audience yeah um Yep. And yeah, sharing and, and being vulnerable. But I think, yeah, we, we need that confidence to sort of allow other people to be confident. Definitely. It is scary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we, we all deal with it. It's, it's part of being a human. And I think, you know, the other option is you don't talk about it. You let it fester. And then it, it shows its head in some pretty scary ways that, mm. you know, could be detrimental to ultimately everything. 
Yeah. Was there, was there anything else you sort of wanted to, to tap onto the, the end of that or anything you wanted to, I'll sh- to yeah, share? Yeah, I'll share where my perspective of my journey or whatever yeah, experience sure. is with mental health. So It's not just the Joel therapy session. It's not. <laughs> and being, as I said, that I want to share. So when we first started the business, I think my son was about one, Max. It was about two years ago. And as I – and it's pretty common in people who become new mothers mm-hmm. – it brings up a whole lot of shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It opens you up to things that you didn't even realize you were aware of. So my personal journey, and I've written about this, I wrote about it last Are You Okay Day because I was kind of in the thick of it and thought I can't promote mental health without sharing my mm-hmm. experience. So you can go on there and LinkedIn and read it. I didn't proofread it <laughs> because it was too scary. <laughs> I'll go back and fix it this year. But my journey with mental health was that had Max in that first year, it brought up a lot of stuff about my childhood. So my history was that, I was adopted and I didn't think that that was an issue that it really affected me emotionally. Grew up happy in a fantastic family, but there's a lot of things that come with that adoption and separation that I had to then deal with as I became a mother. And it really rocked me. Like that first year or so, I didn't feel like I was myself because I was going back, I think, to old traumas that I had Mm -hmm. and basically experiencing them again as a new mother and as an adult. Throw into that no sleep because Max was a notoriously bad sleeper and to the outside world I probably didn't look any different I just felt probably low confidence in myself and very anxious like would overanalyze things and to the point where it was kind of stopping me from taking any action Mm -hmm. Um, so what I sought out in that time was I tried a couple of therapists Um, it didn't they weren't quite right because they didn't really understand my my scenario Then I found a great therapist. I also had had a history of working with a couple of business coaches who were in the space of not only coming at your business as in terms of your logistics and finances and marketing and positioning, but also from your mindset. And one part of that business leadership team were amazing. And she really, I think, opened up that pathway to consider like, okay, well, could this experiences in your early life, how are they affecting them now in your your current life? Mm -hmm. Um, It probably took about a year of regular therapy for me to be like, work out strategy, unpack what I'd gone through, unpack what I was going through as a new mum, and then putting in constant strategies in place to really come out of that. Um, And that was around the same time that we were starting the Good Studio. So that's why it was really a priority for me to say work has to be somewhere that you can prioritise your mental health. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I did always, and I do have a problem, I shared that post on LinkedIn and people said things and they were really supportive and kind, but they're like, thank you for sharing about your mental illness. And I just felt that I don't, see it as a mental illness for me because it's just a part of my life, my lived experience. I went through this and then the way that my brain learned to cope with that experience was by creating, um, you know, different connections and different ways that I handled my emotions. Um, You know, for a long time, probably 30 years, I kind of packed it away, but then it would show up in other ways as well, like being kind of over, you know, anxious and on Mm -hmm. edge and looking out for things that were going to harm me, so to speak probably having like in my home life like the propensity to be like kind of blow up at the second you know be emotionally kind of charged angry at the drop of a hat and I think that it's not a mental illness in my mind it's just the way that my brain learned to cope and I just had to relearn some different strategies and I like to see it as before my emotions were kind of like had these highs and lows like you know but now I've been able to kind of bring that in and stabilize it and now feel a lot more confident in who I am yeah thank you so much for sharing Um, and I think 
Yeah, you, you touched on it perfectly. I, I ultimately think it's being a human. Yeah. Like, yeah, like our experience with with having a newborn, um, like I know that, yeah, did some crazy things to, to, to Shawnee, my partner's hormones and, and, and yeah, being a new mum and, and all those things and, and myself being, being a new dad and it's just like, yeah, it makes you reflect on who you are, um, ask some questions that you've never even thought were a thing and yeah, it's definitely a, a crazy time and, and everyone you speak to who's gone through ultimately new parenthood has a very similar very similar story and I think that's why your post, yeah, it, it went pretty nuts. Yeah, and you don't have to have had, um, you know, what would typically be called a trauma yeah. in my experience to experience that transformation of becoming a parent or even experience an, a moment where you're like, hey, hold on. That affected me like as a child and it's still playing out in my life today. You know, it doesn't have to be a massive trauma thing. It can just be lived experience of how you were in your social groups, how you were within your family. Yeah. So I guess, you know, during during that period of time, you hid that pretty well. Like you, you like it didn't come across. It might have been I was just sort of off focusing on a, on a lot of other things, doing dealing with my, my own shit. Um, but from a business partner standpoint, was there anything I could have done during that period that would have, I guess, made you more comfortable to to open up? Like again, we don't need to share everything and 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 bear our souls to the people that we're working with. But you know, in hindsight, was there anything that I could have I could have done during that that period? Definitely not. And one part of this that I've realised is it wouldn't have been safe for me to share how I was feeling at that time yep. because my, like I said, my emotions were like very high and low and then the window of tolerance, I think is the word in therapy. I just didn't have that much tolerance. So I wouldn't have been able to bring that up and talk so to the point without yep. getting emotionally overwhelmed. Yep. And that I think if you are going through a hard time, acknowledging that there are spaces that you can share in and then spaces that it's okay not to bring up your whole self Absolutely. if you don't feel like that's going to be safe for you. And by safe, I mean that you feel like you're going to become really overwhelmed. And yeah, for me, and I, I kind of learned that just through the process. And there were definitely times I'm like, should I be sharing this with other people? But, you know, I shared it with my very close friends. I shared it with Ryan. But it just, the workplace oh, yeah, definitely. wasn't, it didn't feel like I had to share it then. But if it does feel like it's safe for you to share Conversely, do that. Yeah. 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 And like, even as I was talking this morning, I was like, do I want to share all this with just like um, a list of people on a podcast? But yeah, I'm at a space where I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. I'm aware that, you know, what I'm experiencing is completely normal. Why the fuck not talk about it? You know, that might change in a week. Like I'm having a good day today. So I'm, I'm pretty cool to, to talk about it. But um, yeah, tomorrow morning with um you know another four hour sleep like last night might be a different story so but yeah i think just building a a community where you sort of feel safe that and everyone's definition of safe is obviously quite quite different but i think building a community and building a culture where if someone underneath you wants to talk that the door is open and yeah sometimes you just need to shut up you don't need to fix it i was going to say you don't if you're on the receiving end listen yeah yeah i've got a i've got a a partner, so I realised that just just shut up and listen. Um, <laughs> You're doing better than most part, both people most people in relationships. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Like I know it's it's a difficult thing to talk about, but I think it is is so important to to talk about. And yeah, anyone anyone listening, like 
If you want to email me directly, joel at thegoodstudio.com.au, ask me any questions or just want to go grab a coffee and, and, and just talk about mental health, like I'll, I'll honestly drop everything and make that a priority because I think if it's not a priority, other things start to fall apart and it should be a focus for, for everyone. Yeah, love that. Vice versa, the door is open, the email door is open. I'm a little slower than Joel to get back to emails. Yeah, yeah, I like a clean inbox. Yeah, so, but do I will get to you. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, really looking forward to next week's episode. Um, if you haven't jumped on and subscribed yet, please do. We'd love a review. Um, let us know what you think and um, talk to you next week. Bye.